0: Welcome to the Witchy Lifestyle Podcast, bringing you cues and clues from nature and that good witchy stuff. Welcome to the Witchy Lifestyle Podcast. This is episode 20, Numerology with Annie Perry. I'm Kalina Lawless and this is... Patsy Henneberry. And we are bringing you that witchy stuff. You can also find us on TikTok, Lifestyle and um send us an email anytime the witchy lifestyle at gmail.com so patsy over to you well
1: welcome and uh welcome Ann. thank you very much for joining us on our podcast oh my gosh thanks so much for having me i've known Ann for several years i'm not gonna say how many but that goes back quite a while um i actually met Ann through a mutual friend and astrologer um, and, Anne has taught me Reiki way back when, and she's also taught me my first level in numerology. So she is a wonderful wealth of knowledge. I consider her a friend of a dear friend of mine. She's a, not only a numerologist, but she's very intuitive. And I am just thrilled that she agreed to be on the podcast with us. So thank you.
2: Wow, well, thanks for including me. I think this is great.
1: What a great introduction. I hope I live up to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> so, numerology has like so many avenues that we could go down and and cover and in the amount of time that we have today um uh, we I don't really know where to start. I was, you know, maybe the universal year of 7 and how we get there and um you know, that compared to our personal Mm -hmm. years or what do you think
2: every number holds a vibration and each vibration is going to produce a predictable characteristic or outcome around it Mm -hmm. so that applies to people's dates of birth it applies when we assign numeric value to all the letters in a birth name Um, so what we're going to look at today i think would be when we look at 2023 okay so that's what we call a universal year so two plus zero plus two plus three um, equals seven. So that means that the whole planet is under this umbrella energy or vibration of the number seven. So the seven says, we're here to be a little bit more introspective, a little bit more reflective, we're tapping into who the divine is to us. Is it God? Is it Gaia? Is it Mother Earth? Who is it? Doesn't matter, you know, but it's asking us to really look um, into those things. It's A time when unlike last year 2022 was a six universal year made up of three number twos right so the emphasis was on relationships within the family unit so a lot of people experienced an awful lot of family drama last year a lot of sense of responsibility to their home and their family so after a whole year of you know being there for everybody this year everybody's kind of going into their caves and going back off leave me alone i really you know want to have some time by myself so we're all really having a a need to be called into nature and such. And and Kalina and I were talking about this a little earlier about that need to um, become a little bit more aware of our spirituality in this year. And that all of us who are energetically sensitive, all of us who are really striving to tap into our purpose and such, we're feeling drawn into this. And it's almost an urgency to, to transcend into 5D Um, it's almost an urgency to, to make that happen. So I think that's why a lot of people are feeling, um, a little bit isolated and confused, you know, a a little bit mixed up and directionless right now, because there's so many different avenues that you can take, right? So numerology is just one, um, area that you can look at to help
1: to make sense of all of this,
2: right? Um,
1: so if we're in a seven universal year. Mm-hmm. but say Colleen is in, what did we say? It was an eight a eight personal year. Right. So how does that compare? Well, I can speak easily
2: to that because I too am in an eight personal year. <laughs> <laughs> so the eight, unlike Colleen, I don't know if this speaks to you or not, but last year you might've felt a bigger need to be by yourself, sort things out, maybe take a few courses, really step into your spiritual self, Um, maybe the whole idea for the podcast came into play then Um, but sort of you know cutting your teeth on various things related to spirituality would have been what we were doing last year I say we because I was in there as well Um, now you and I have shifted into an eight personal year now my understanding and, and the way that I look at this is that our personal year begins at the same time as the universal year does. Now there's astrologers out there that will argue it and say, no, 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 this happens. This starts on the day of birth. Well, guess what? There's no way we can prove either way, right? There is no way. To me, it feels right um, to start January 1st, but if it doesn't feel right for someone else, I'm okay with that. It's just as long as you tap into the vibration, that's all that that matters. But for uh, the purpose of today's discussion, I do observe that in January, we go into a new personal year. So in the case of Kalina and myself, we woke up January 1st with a full cup of eight energy. Okay. So for every day that rolls out for us in this year of 2023, we're gonna get a little blast of that eight energy. So the eight is all about our money, concern around finances. It's about our businesses, it's about our debt load and and how you know, if we have anything to invest, how are we gonna do that or how are we gonna pay back the debt load, all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. But bigger to that would also be it's a time for us to step into our power, right? Really step into our power. Take a look at the areas that maybe you've surrendered your power a little bit. Maybe somebody has been treating you like a bit of a doormat. Chances are you've taught them that that's okay to treat you like a doormat. Chances are, you know, in, in respect to you, Kalina, you were born on the 29th day. That brings in the 11 vibration. So that brings in the need to be somewhat of a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, so I was yeah. actually
0: I was thinking about that, like yesterday, where I was thinking, you know, when you're a people pleaser, those people aren't trying to please you. So mm-hmm. that's,
2: yeah. it. that's right. But you know, the thing too, though, is that, you know, I'm going to digress here a little bit, but the mm-hmm. fact that you were born on the 29th day turns that into an 11, which is the spiritual messenger, which is a master number. So somewhere in your cell or your memory, you know, that you were intent, you are intended to do something much bigger than what you're doing. And so your ability to connect with people is super important to you because if Mm -hmm. you're rejected, um, then how do you accomplish the purpose that you brought with you? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you Mm -hmm. feel threatened that, oh my God, if I'm, I better please everybody because otherwise I'm going to be rejected. And if I'm rejected, I don't have an audience with which to serve to help create a better planet because that was my plan.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So, um, so the eight is sort of deciding um how do you take back your power myself personally i've been doing a lot of breath work releasing a bunch of junk in the trunk taking back my power and recognizing that a lot of the junk that i was carrying was somebody else's story wasn't mine so that's how i'm working through those things to, to step mm-hmm. up everybody's got the wrong way to get
1: your personal year and you add mm-hmm. up the day that you were born the month that you were born and the current year you're in is that correct uh, to get your personal year,
2: no, you're going to take yeah. the month, the month of birth. So in the case of yeah. Colleen, the month of birth for her is eight. Yeah, Um ninth day comes down and is an eleven. You can leave it as an eleven or or two, doesn't matter in this case. Um, and then add that to seven because this is a seven universal
1: year. Oh, okay,
2: that's okay. Right. So in yeah. her case, she's actually in a seventeen eight personal year. I mean, that's a whole different story. For simplistic purposes, we're just going to call it an eight. But the, she could have been in a twenty six eight which would have meant a whole different kind of bag of bolts that go into um, working through your year of eight, but she's in a 17, eight. So seventeen-eight in your case, Kalina would relate to you developing confidence in yourself to uh, tap into your spiritual self and to create that as part of a, as part of your, your business, you know, part of your, your livelihood, what you're trying to manifest. Cause the eights are the manifestors, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you have something like an eight, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, and like coming into your power, and then you have this universal year of a seven, that's kind of like, you know, hibernating a bit more. I feel for Thank me, you. it's like, it's very contrasting.
2: Oh, 100%. The seven <laughs> is, is very much a, a head case year where you're thinking, thinking and thinking, right? And the, yeah. the trick is to strike a balance between what you think and what you feel. Mm-hmm. It causes us to be up here big time. Um, so you know, in your case, you're coming into the eight personal year, you know, you're in the eight personal year. There's also a shadow season I should probably mention too. You know, um you and I both clean, we were in our seven personal years last year. So coming into about October, we started losing the intensity of that seven, that need to be by ourselves and need to think things through and make careful decisions and such. We started losing that because we started feeling the energy of the eight coming over the threshold. So we had a little bit of seven, and a little bit of eight going on from October to December and of December. Then when you hop into January, in this case of 2023, uh, you come into the other shoulder of that where now you're in an eight personal year, but you're bringing with you a little bit of the resonance of the seven. So it's not really until around the first of April that your personal year really engages. Hmm. And it's important to understand we only get whatever personal year we're in, we only get one opportunity in nine years to harness that energy so if, if for example you're in a one personal year um you, you kind of want to know that because you've got to plant some seeds and mm-hmm. you know, the grand scope of things how old you know like how many one personal years are you ever going to experience in your lifetime right eight, right. nine maybe so mm-hmm. this is anything you plant in a year of one is going to be directly influenced for the next nine years right interesting okay interesting to think
0: back yeah Be like, well, what did I plant? Mm
2: -hmm. And the case of Patsy, Patsy's in a two personal year. So this year, you don't have the same steam. You don't have the same ambition. You don't have that same, you know, get up and go kind of thing as what you did in your year of one. Mm -hmm. That's done intentionally because the year of one, they throw you forward with energy. And the year of two, you got to roll it back and pause and rest and restore. Because if you try and punch your way through a year of two, like you did in your year of one, you won't Mm -hmm. have the energy that you need. To go into the three, which is go
1: time again. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so there's morning, part of that that has to do with the eleven, which is all about my spiritual growth side mm-hmm. too. Which totally That's makes right. sense this year for me. That's right,
2: because you know you've got the um born in the twelfth month that comes down as a yeah. three. You're born on the tenth day that comes down as a one. Add that to the seven. Now it becomes an eleven um, year for you. Okay. So. That 11-2 personal year is about illumination. It's about seeing things differently. You get the double one vibration, double the need for creativity, authenticity, originality, leadership, confidence, you know, all that. Yeah. But especially as it relates to the company you keep, you know, the relationships that you're in.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense. But yet I still want to stay back a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Because mm. all you're really meant to do this year is nurture whatever you started the year before. So if you started your podcast last year, this is the year to just kind of tweak it a little bit and nurture it and, and bring it along.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Fountain
0: of knowledge you are. Try <laughs> <laughs> <Everyone> and stop me. <laughs> so, so while there's like uh you know, like a, a number for this year and everybody has a number for a year, but there's also like a, a life pass number, Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. an
1: expression number and a heart's desire number. Those are the three big ones, right?
2: Well, you've got different numerologists look at it differently, but there are four core numbers that we look at. Your name on your birth certificate is obviously made up of letters. The theory is that you chose the vibration of your birth name prior to your incarnation um, because the birth name is going to bring in your chosen talents and gifts to support you on your journey of your life path number okay so your life path number comes from your date of birth and it reflects the lesson plan that you agreed to learn and so now you gave it some thought and thought okay well if i'm I'm coming in in the case of patsy where she's a a 10-1 life path number um she would have given a lot of consideration to what she wanted to bring with her to support her on that journey and she would have decided on number whatever number it is um i can't remember what the expression your expression number is but whatever it is is it a five okay so the same as mine. So it, that's kind of an interesting one because the five says, we can do podcasts, we can do YouTube, we can do TV, we can do radio. None of that phases us, right? That's our gift and our talent. We're flexible and adaptable and we like to have a little fun and change things up. We brought that in to support us on our journeys. Meet me as a seven, you as a one. Um, so we, uh, the, the theory is that we chose the vibration of our birth name and then we telepathically communicated that information to whomever named us in this lifetime. So I always kind of chuckle and people reach out to me and say, oh, you know, I got to make sure I get it right. and I going to name my baby the perfect thing. And I'm like, no, you really don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like whatever you choose is is going to be okay. Right. Because if you think about it, people give birth to babies every day. And sometimes they'll say, oh, you know, uh, in the case of you, Patsy, your mom would have said, oh, you know, I have a baby girl. I'm going to name her Jennifer. But when Jennifer yeah. was born, they looked at Jennifer and went, well, she
1: doesn't, that doesn't look, look like, like, like Jennifer.
2: Jennifer. She looks <laughs> yeah. like a Patsy, but she doesn't look like a Jennifer. Yeah. It's not because you didn't look like Jennifer; it's because you didn't feel like Jennifer. Mm. So we connect to the vibration of the child, that and that's how we get that, that birth name.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then your heart's desire is like what you feel within. Kind of is that a good way to describe it? Or
2: yeah, actually, I'm. I'm yes. Uh, the heart's desire number talks about our passions, and quite often we're not really sure of what our passions are because it's the third of the. Yeah of the core numbers so it goes down in intensity right but mm-hmm. the heart's desire also holds a lot of karma it's what you didn't get right in a previous lifetime mm-hmm. um this mine is a six when i think about the six the six relates to perfectionism it relates mm-hmm. to a need for, to be responsible for everybody and everything um and that's a that's a really really tough one for me i'm still learning 64 years old i'm still learning the lessons around that one but it's because it's karmic your heart's desire number is very karmic i think i really identify something you're you're here to tap into so that you can you know tap into your passion and then share
1: that with others and i have a karmic debt that's associated with my expression the Mm 14.5 but that's less intensified than it would be if it was my life my life path right Mm.
2: I wouldn't say that so much what, okay. what that 145 implies whenever you get numbers like that it's what we call a composite number so 14 one, four and five right okay. um, all of those numbers mean something so in the case of the 145, or I should I should say what it means is that in a previous lifetime you blew it right yeah. you you made some poor decisions you kind of acted a little hastily um, likely related to an addiction you had. Um, food, drugs, alcohol, gambling, something to that effect, where you acted upon your addiction and lost everything. So when we bring it into this lifetime, you're trying to make amends for that bad behavior. So now we have one, four, five. The one says I have to develop confidence in myself. The four says to develop a step-by-step plan so that I can have the five, which is the freedom that I want. You're always going to be called to have your freedom, but rather than just going, I got to have it, you know, it's, it's no, it's slow down the bus, right? Take a look and let, let's slow it down. And what do I need to do to uh, create a plan that I can
1: focus on? So I ultimately can have that prize at the end. Okay. And then there's four karmic debt numbers that you should look for. Correct. Mm-hmm. So 13, yeah. 14, 16, and 19. Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yep, and okay. <laughs> yeah wow it has a lot to do with the ego self and sort of the rise and the fall of the ego every one of them does because they're surrounded with with a one well, one's all about the ego okay
0: yeah this is really fascinating like where does even like numerology come from
2: well there's different theories and there's different styles of numerology there's there's mm-hmm. Pythagorean, there's Chaldean, there's there's all kinds of different ones. The the method that I observe is Pythagorean, mm-hmm. um, and it was named that because Pythagoras is the one who has said to have discovered it some 2,500 years ago. He's the one that made the connection that numbers hold vibrations and predictable characteristics around them. Mm-hmm. He's also the one that discovered um, notes, musical notes as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a fascinating
0: how, study. How can we use numerology in you know, like in a very simple way, like in everyday life? Like, I know when I moved into my house, I did like the numerology of my house number. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just looked it up online. I thought, oh, that's something I should look into. And I'm not by no means like a numerology expert, but I know that numbers have power. <clears throat> they and do. I
2: they have influence for sure.
0: So, like, where where else can you find like everyday numerology? you know, for like the average Jane, (laughs) that's the average Jane, (laughs) the average Joe that's looking, you know.
2: When it comes to things like if you're starting a business, you want to crunch the numbers on the actual name of the business.
0: Ah, yeah.
2: You give birth to the business and when you register it, those are, those are important things.
0: Um, Yeah, definitely.
1: We have to do that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I like to, um, to use it when I was working in the corporate world, um, you know, I always would make it my thing to make sure that I found out what date of birth everybody was in the office, um, and I always said, "Oh, it's because you know I like to buy birthday cakes or I like to you know whatever." <laughs> no, that's true. I, I did like to do that, but I really yeah. importantly to me, I I knew that I had an eight personality, so my personality is kind of big, and I can be a little sarcastic and I can be a little witty, and it doesn't always fly with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So I know people with a bit more of a sensitive life path number. I have to tone that down. Or I'm going to be offensive to them. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of working in the work environment, it's really good if you know what everybody's um, date of birth is, then you already know what kind of person you're dealing with. You know that, you know, in the case of yourself, Kalina, you're a 22 4, you like things on time. You like to have a schedule. You like to know what's going on. You want to be um, accountable. And Mm -hmm. when you get up in the morning, you want to know what's going on, what's happening, how am I going to get there? And, you know, and you have a certain expectation for others to do the same. So the last thing I want to do is turn in an assignment. If you're my boss, the last thing I want to do is turn in an assignment to you late because that is not going to fly with you, right? Because you have an expectation. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Whereas somebody else might not, you know, or somebody if right. they're a two life path number, I know they're a bit more sensitive and they prefer to work one one on one rather than in the group. So make sure that you set them up so that they can have that, so they can deliver the best.
0: Yeah. That's. That's really same
2: applies to families too, right? If you understand where everybody's at in your family, what personal year are they in? What are the challenges that they're facing? What is their talent? How do we get the best out of their kids, um, out of each other? Those okay. sorts of so there's tons of ways you can apply it. Yeah, there's lots what of resources. What job on
1: would they be good at? Exactly.
2: Well, yeah. and that's the whole thing, especially for kids. You know, as you're as you're raising yeah. your children, if you can point them in the direction of things that they're naturally going to be good at Mm -hmm. then you're building confidence, right? Not to say that they shouldn't be allowed to experiment or try different things. I'm not saying that at all. But, um, you know, if you, for example, if you have a child who is a two life path number, you want to make sure that you're aware of the classroom environments that are the options for them to go into. So, you know, I I know in our schools, uh, the elementary schools that my kids went to, there would be two or three grade three classes. And Mm -hmm. if you... If you have concerns about your child that they're very sensitive and they don't do well in a really busy environment then go and talk to the teachers and get an idea as to who's in the class what kind of an environment is this going to be what kind of a teacher is this is this somebody who thrives in chaos and likes to have a good time that two student is not going to thrive in that environment
1: yeah um
2: so it's just better to know it and set them up for success
1: if you can. so very interesting yeah and um even naming
0: your animals. Say, oh yeah,
1: animals too, right? Eh?
2: Oh
0: yeah. 100%. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, So like their names or their birthdays or both? both. Okay. Both.
2: But, um, I was thinking Patsy and I were talking about my two dogs and Marley, um who was the first collie that I had, was crazy psychic. I mean, she was ridiculously psychic. She saw spirits in the house all the time and um she was very much you know my dog really connected to me like to be with me and whatnot hyper my second dog same breed and whatnot is exceedingly independent she doesn't want me on her bed she can be hours by herself she doesn't care she doesn't you know she's she's very very independent rather than being interdependent like like the other one was and it was just based on their names
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: really interesting stuff
1: well it's something else i have to
0: sit down and figure out i think <laughs> yeah we're gonna be crunching numbers all night now. <laughs> I actually, I had um, I had a session with Anne a little while back. Yeah, maybe fall. And uh, no, I would highly recommend it. Uh, she told me things about myself that um, some things I knew, some things I didn't, and some things have actually kind of come true in ways that I really never expected. Mm. So it really made me believe in the power of these numbers and um how it can really give you some insight into your past present and future well,
1: i appreciate that And i know and i know
0: patsy's done a ton as well and also studies it and um and yeah like i, I
1: just always found it fascinating and of course uh, you know and started the bug in my bonnet or be in my bonnet or however that saying goes um <laughs> you were my and, very
2: first class patsy my very yeah. first, yes, at the end on the lake. You were in my very first numerology oh. class I ever taught. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. So oh, it's
1: you just told way that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Age is only a number. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I think it's cool. And, um, you know, for anybody that's interested, in any aspect of this, like you could, there's so many things that, you know, discovering hidden gifts and talents and your passions and karmic debts and, you know, Mm -hmm. who your mother was and who your father was and what their names mean. And Mm -hmm. like, it goes on and on and on. But Anne is definitely the, uh, the expert in it all. (laughs) I
2: don't know about that, but we, I try to blend in a lot of Um, a lot of coaching you know a lot of my 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 readings a lot lot more coaching than it is even related to numerology I just I read the numbers and I don't consider myself to be an academic um, numerologist I used to be I used to be really hung up on the details and whatnot and I'm not anymore I just allow the, the numbers to speak to me and I intuitively I read the person and I apply what I've uh, what I can to numerology and it makes mm-hmm. sense. So, uh, it's not rocket science or I wouldn't be doing it. Right. <laughs> but no, I you definitely happen. make a reading
1: fun. That's for sure.
2: Oh yeah. Well, it's gotta be fun. Right. Or why bother? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if yeah. you're interested in learning more about Ann Perry and her numerology, visit her website. It's annperrynumerologist.com and that's Ann A N N Um, And tell us a bit about your Clarity Seekers community.
2: Oh, thanks for asking. So this is really my passion. Um, I love to connect people. Seekers, right? We're all seekers to a degree. You wouldn't even be listening to this podcast if you weren't. So um, I've created a a community. It's a membership community um, where we gather several times each month. I bring in guest speakers every month talking about various things, um, anything from witchcraft to astrology to numerology to oracle cards to you name it it's in there Uh, we've got about 60 master classes already recorded in there all um, videos recordings pdf documents to support it we have live oracle uh, card shares every month live numerology classes Um, i've got guest speakers coming in to talk about um, Vedic astrology and i have someone coming in um, who's a life coach who talks about sort of healing the inner child, all that kind of stuff. So we've got tremendous things going on in there. Um, it's $22 a month. You can cancel anytime, you know, there's just tons of stuff in there and lots of live opportunities to connect with people just like you. We need community guys. We need to be able to connect because many of us are wondering what the heck is this all about? where are my people? This is not my Mm -hmm. planet. I don't belong here. I don't speak their (laughs) language. They don't speak mine. We need to connect. Right. So that's what we agree. You can find it on my website.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That is very awesome. You can also find Ann on Facebook, um, Ann Perry numerology. Just give it a search again. It's Ann, A-N-N, no E. And, uh, you're on YouTube as well, right?
2: I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that the same thing? Ann Perry Numerology. Yeah. Thank you for keeping it consistent for us all. (laughs) All good. Well, this has been
1: awesome, Anne. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Um, It's definitely a wealth of knowledge.
2: Oh, it's always fun to hang out with you guys. So uh, anytime, anytime, my pleasure. We're going to check you
1: you out on uh, Clarity Seekers for sure.
2: Good stuff. It's fun to have you in the group. Hmm.
1: Definitely.
0: All
2: right.
1: All right, well, I guess that's a wrap for this one.
0: Until next time, stay
1: witchy. Stay